Hey, it's Big Joe for your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer, Absolute Comfort. Chris Wedekin is the owner, and he tells us why many homeowners are giving up their air conditioners for a high-efficiency heat pump. By removing your air conditioner and replacing it with a heat pump, you are not only saving by getting a higher-efficiency air conditioner, the heat pump works in reverse and saves you money in the wintertime as well. See if a heat pump is the right move for you by going to absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer. Good morning. It is Monday, August 14th. It's five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. He's Rob Kendall. You can find him on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. You can find me there, Casey Daniels 317. And right now we're both live streaming on YouTube, typing Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. So after a couple of hours on the beach, Joe Biden was asked about the rising death toll in Hawaii, and he was blasted for his comment because he responded with no comment. And then he went home. Also, in more Biden news. Wait, wait, talk about, talk about, talk Yeah. So this is very reminiscent of the big train derailment in Ohio. Yes, Remember which this? he's going to visit. Eventually. Eventually, someday. Maybe. It's, has it been, Possibly. what, six months now-ish? Yeah. yeah. And he still hasn't? Correct. He so still has not been there. This is super weird because these are like non-political things that the President of the United States, and rightfully so, has traditionally always been involved in, which is to say, look, there's a national disaster or emergency, especially if it's something weather-related, where the President is you know, out in front of it, he's, ma- he's making a statement, if it's possible to get to the disaster area, they you know, fly in for the photo op, and yet... I mean, this is Hawaii, which is a super liberal state. It's not even like we're asking Biden to go to Alabama. It's a hardcore Biden voters out there. And you're just getting a giant middle finger in silence from the president. Some people in the White House are saying that his any response from the president would hurt him. Why would it hurt him? If he were to say something like there's been a large loss of life and our thoughts and prayers go to those people and their families and we're working to place them yeah, I mean, safe. and look, I know the total is changing by the by the day, obviously, but I mean, you are nearing, if not has surpassed now, a hundred people who have perished there. I mean, it is a just a very odd thing about Biden's refusal to whether it's the thing in Ohio or this like i guess if there's a national disaster you're just kind of on your own yeah no comment from him and more uh biden news hunter biden's lawyers are claiming that the u.s prosecutors uh reneged on a deal on the plea deal and that they're still bound to that deal well newsflash for hunter biden's lawyers (laughs) they ain't bound to nothing because the judge said she wasn't taking it Mm -hmm. And this is what a lot of people don't realize is that a judge is under no when you plead guilty, a judge is under no obligation to take whatever deal you come up with with prosecutors. Now, generally, do they? Yes, because generally you assume that the prosecution is after justice on behalf of the American people. However, in this case, it was abundantly clear that they were 
invested in getting Hunter Biden out the door as fast as possible with as little consequence as possible. And so the judge said, no, I'm not taking that deal. Thus, why he had to plead not guilty, Casey. Yeah. Well, uh, Hunter Biden's lawyers are saying, hey, all parties agreed to this. So we got to stick to it. Uh, all parties, oh, except for that judge. And in more Biden news, a Republican congressman from Florida has unveiled articles of impeachment against Joe Biden. He did this on Friday, saying that he was deeply tied to the allegations and investigations surrounding his son, Hunter. Um, OK, so we. uh we now have at least someone who said I'm interested in impeaching Joe Biden and has made the move forward with that. Uh, that only took, let's see, it is August the 14th. It only took seven months, Casey, uh, for the Republicans to do that. Now, of course, there's no traction on that actually happening. And um, Kevin McCarthy, see, here's the problem. And I found this when I was in government all the time. Government is loath to fix the problem because if they fix the problem, then you won't need the government. Mm-hmm. And in the case of the politician, the politician can't fundraise off fixing the problem if they were to actually fix the problem. And right now, let's face it, Republicans are fundraising, getting people, suckers, to send them money off the idea of you need me in there because I'm going to impeach Joe Biden. And if they actually impeach Joe Biden, well, then you can't fundraise off of it anymore. Okay, so this is uh, Representative Greg, how do you say his name? Uh, Stubby? Stubby, yes, Stubbe. that's correct. Yeah, he said that uh, it's long past time to impeach Joe Biden. The evidence continues to mount by the day. The Biden crime family has personally profited off of Joe's government positions through bribery, threats, and fraud. And what are the, What else are they looking for at this point? Like, what if you were able to hook Kevin McCarthy up to some sort of truth serum, what what else are you looking for? They impeached Donald Trump in two weeks. Donald Trump wasn't even the president anymore, and they impeached him. They didn't need, you know, a preponderance of evidence. They didn't need thousands of hours of testimony. They didn't need irrefutable documentation from multiple sources. Why is it that the Republicans, when they're in office, they have some incredibly high standard where you've got to be an Olympic high jumper to get over it, but yet when it's the Democrats in two weeks and the guy's not even president anymore, oh yeah, he's impeached. You have to have proof after proof after proof after proof. That's why there's no reason to vote for the Republicans anymore. They are unserious clowns and the lead, the leader of the clown car is Kevin McCarthy. This is no longer even about a point of influence. This is favors have been curried already. So Speaker Kevin McCarthy, he lays out all the corruption of the Biden crime family, yet still has not imposed an impeachment inquiry. And now listen to what we've learned about. Where President Biden told us he'd never gotten money from China, that he had nothing to do with the Biden family business. We've now found out in last week, no, he did have something to do with the business. He did go to dinner, and the next day they got a new portion. They got $3.5 million. We now learn that 16 of the 17 payments from Romania came when he was vice president. We now found out the FBI was warned ahead of time, one of their greatest informants, that he was told that Biden was being bribed. So we have a lot of questions out there that I think raises to the issue you need an answer. He sounds like he's whining, doesn't he? We've learned all this stuff. I wish someone would do something about it. Uh, Now Democrats are saying that instead of pursuing this shameless and baseless impeachment stunt, that they should 
work with the president to continue to bring down inflation oh, and lower costs. Did sure. you know? Did you know that they were bringing down inflation? If you didn't go to the grocery store uh-huh. over the weekend, let me tell you something. They're not bringing down inflation. They're telling you they're bringing down inflation. And you're right, Casey. This guy is such a whiner, and he is such a wussy. And I would use another word that rhymes with wussy, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure I'm allowed to say that on these. I'm smelling what you're family, stepping in. Family friendly airwaves. And like he's under the impression he has to ask permission or make a case to the media before in- impeaching Joe Biden. It's just, again, the Republicans are a total lost cause. They're just almost as awful, maybe just slightly less awful than the Democrats. And if you want to keep voting for these people, I feel very sorry for you. Well, the typical American household spending $709 more each month than you did two years ago. And the whole gang showed up in Iowa over the weekend. They went to the (laughs) Iowa State Fair. Uh, I love this. Mike Pence tweeted out. Mike Mike Pence tweeted this out. Yes. He's talking about himself in third person. He says, Mike Pence... Understands agriculture. Oh, sure. Makes case to Iowa voters. Oh. Mike Pence calling himself Mike Pence. Yes. Uh, but he they, understands agriculture. Yes. Oh, that's exciting. That's He's trying to really connect That'll with Willie the Willie just uh, wow the crowd. He understands agriculture. How? Because he's from Indiana? I, I don't know. I mean... No, I, I do know that family he farm? clearly under, family farm. Well, he if we're going to talk about family businesses, he clearly understands how to leave the taxpayers holding the bag on millions of dollars of environmental damage that the company you're a heavy investor in, Keel Brothers Oil Company. You may remember that. That's the company that that Mike and his brother Fredo, Mike was a heavy investor. Fredo, Gr- Fredo Greg ran the show over there. They uh, went under with millions of dollars of environmental damage that wasn't paid for. Uh, and then, of course, that bank that gave him the loan, they were left holding the bag on millions of dollars of, of paper. You know, we've said uh, the Pences are good at one thing. The Pence family, Mikey and Fredo, they are great at taking a dump in the center of the living room and going, somebody ought to clean that up. <laughs> well, they but were farming, all, I have no idea. They were all in Iowa. So you had DeSantis there. And at one point, Ron DeSantis was caught on a hot mic, uh, kind of trolling Trump because Trump was flying on his plane before he landed and oh there he is in his plane and then you had of course Mike Pence was there and Nikki Haley and Vivek Ramaswamy and they were all trying to impress those Iowa voters but some of the greatest audio that I thought (laughs) to come out of the (laughs) Iowa State Fair was from Carrie Lake you remember her she ran for governor in the state of Arizona yes and uh, so she was there she's a huge Trump supporter and uh, this audio, I think, is good enough that people will hear it. But just just in case, we're going to give you a play-by-play of what you're about to hear. So she is milking a cow. Mm-hmm. And this is so wonderful. Um, she looks at – so there's a guy from the New York Times there. And she looks at him and says, you know, there are only two genders, right? And this guy kind of doesn't answer the question, just looks a little indifferent. And she then responds and says, the New York Times should try to milk a cow and then milk a bull and see how that goes. Which one of you is from the New York Times? You know there's only two genders, right? <laughs> there's only two genders, and they know that in Iowa. I challenge the New York Times reporter and the Washington Post reporter to try to milk a cow and then try to milk a bull and see how that goes. 
<laughs> I've milked a cow before was her response. The <laughs> New York not, Times But person. not a bull. The, nobody ever stepped up and, and helped her milk that cow, by the way. It is 16 minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And more from the Iowa State Fair coming up Your next. Your boyfriend's singing a song. Oh, uh, just wait for it, okay? It's coming up on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his <laughs> nice, Kevin. Mom's spaghetti. He's There's the real version. We'll get to Vivek Ramaswamy's version here in just a second. So they were all there in Iowa over the weekend at the Iowa State Fair. Mike Pence was there. You had Donald Trump there. Ron DeSantis was there. Vivek Ramaswamy was there. Nikki Haley was there. Uh, Nikki Haley was wearing a T-shirt that said, underestimate me. That'll be fun. Uh, But she was very keen to let you know what her favorite Iowa fair food was. And that was uh, chicken and a waffle on a stick. Oh, how exciting. But it looks like Tim Scott has surged a little bit in the Iowa polls. This is according to JL Partners. They did a poll and they've got him in third place in Iowa behind Donald Trump and then Ron DeSantis. So I saw one that had Trump at 44, DeSantis at 20, and Scott at 9. Okay. Which that seemed about right to me given the lay of the land and how the campaigns, uh, how they've allocated their time and their resources and the actual makeup of Iowa. Now, Scott seems to me with the largest room to grow, if indeed there's not, I still think, and I'm not saying this is going to work out well, but come, let's say November, if nobody's cracking double digits other than DeSantis and Trump, and Trump remains 20 points ahead of DeSantis, there's going to have to be some sort of powwow amongst the candidates as a collective and say, how bad do we actually want to try to get rid of Trump? Because Trump's not hitting 50%, especially in a lot of these state polls. But if you ask him, he's at 70 or 80. Well, of course. And, you know, <laughs> he's as full of it as the day is long. But that's neither here nor there. If if this is about truly about stopping Trump, then we need to do as the Democrats did to Bernie Sanders a couple of years ago. And everybody gets out and goes behind Biden and whatever lame ass excuse you got to come up with to justify it. Mm-hmm. Like Mayor Pete or what's her Klobuchar or whatever, then go for it. Because if they all stay in, it's going to divide the vote. Mm-hmm. And, you know, th- think about, OK, let's say that that poll's accurate and Trump's at Trump's at 44 and DeSantis is at 20. Well, Scott's at nine and Scott gets out and says, everybody's voting for me, vote for DeSantis. All and let's say now he's that, at 29. Yeah, it doesn't always happen. But let's just say for argument's sake that it did. Well, now you got a different ball game, And mm-hmm. let's say the two percent who like Pence and the two percent who like uh, I almost said Carrie Lake, uh, Nikki Haley mm-hmm. and, you know, the four who like Ramaswamy. Well, obviously, the Ramaswamy people would go to Trump. But you get what I'm saying. Like, I mean, Trump is not to 50 percent. But if you don't have a coalesced, um, unified, one-on-one operation to try to stop him, 
he's going to he's going to win and win overwhelmingly. So it's a good bottom line is going to come down to whether ego or actually stopping Trump matters more to these these other people in the race. Yeah. So if if they were all to drop out, it, it could easily be uh, 40 percent to DeSantis. If, in fact, DeSantis remains the number two candidate, because at this point we've seen polling that's saying Vivek Ramaswamy is now in second. And then you've got uh, Tim Scott surging up into. Yeah. But here, here's what I think is what's going on with that. I think the Ramaswamy people are people who have left Trump because we've seen Trump lost two or three percent and Ramaswamy's gone up Picked two, up. three, four percent. Yeah. I think those are people that kind of are like, eh, you know, maybe I'm a little tired of Trump, but I like the goofiness or bravado or showmanship or whatever. And that's that's Ram, that's Ramaswamy. He's unsustainable if someone actually started looking into him and going at him. And there's I mean, the guy wasn't even a Republican until 2020. And he's tweeted a whole bunch of weird things and all the nobody's nobody's playing offense on him right now because they're not taking him serious. Tim Scott. Yes. But again, I just don't see DeSantis has so much money that at least through Iowa, he's going to stay in the game and he's going to play offense. So I, I don't know. I mean, bottom line is it, it really does come down to how badly these people want to actually try to get rid of Trump. And if they unify and say, everybody go in this corner, which is whether it's DeSantis or Tim Scott or whoever. Look, DeSantis is never going to tell these people, you all just abandon me in second place and go to Tim Scott. It would have to be everybody coming over to DeSantis. Uh, Ramaswamy made an idiot out of himself. I can't believe he did this. It was so awful. Okay. I, I lost some respect for him so, on this one. So he covered, he got up in front of everybody, and this is typically where people get up and go, I'm here and I hear you people, and we're going to storm the Bastille, mm-hmm. and we're going to change America, and we're going to this, and we're going to that, and we're going to run right into history together. Uh, he got up and decided to cover an Eminem song. Yeah. It's uh, it's awful. Okay. It's not even good. Well, it's not all right. Even good. All right. So let's give the guy credit. He appears lyrically to he be knew the words. to be correct and be in sync with the beat of the music. Kev, as a musician, will tell us that is quite impressive. Yeah, he's got a pretty good flow. Yeah, that a guy off the street can <laughs> can maintain um, kind of order and time and tempo. So that's pretty good. However, it is interesting that we have so devolved in our society that some guy thinks me grabbing this microphone and singing along to an Eminem tune, mm-hmm. that's going to really wow the people. Eat Like chicken waffle, whatever you said that Nikki Haley's eating, right. and some guy keeping time with Lose Yourself. I'm just like you. I'm a regular person. I, I, look, the country is in serious trouble, and it's fine that he did this, and it does. it's harmful and harmless, I mean. And I guess it's okay, but I just... I don't know. I'd like some policy discussion. Yeah, I mean, they all they all did their fair side chats with the governor of Iowa, and that yeah. was going well for many of them. But then, what did we go to the talent portion of the program? Like this is this is where you have to get up and sing or dance to impress the voters. Here's what this does tell me, though, Casey, is it does tell me because I and we've had this discussion many times. Uh, 
if I were to ever enter politics again, there's really only one office that would remotely interest me, and that would be to be the governor of the state. What's your talent, Rob? Uh, well, because clearly the <laughs> Republican-led leg- legislature has said, you can do whatever we want, and we won't stop you. And so I would use that power for good to eliminate bureaucracy and cut taxes and reform public education and all sorts of things like that, whereas Holcomb took things away from people. However, what it does show me, because I think I could, and I have to do it as a third party because I'd get assassinated if I tried to run as a Republican and got that that nomination. Um, I think I could raise one to two million dollars. And it does show me that if you are willing to be wild and wacky enough. We as a society will accept that in terms of earned media. And it does give me hope that while I may not be able to ultimately do it because they would spend so much donor and lobbyist money to stop me, we could have a lot of fun burning the whole thing to the ground and be very, very effective in the mm-hmm. process. I think this is much different, though. I mean, you remember when Bill Clinton played his sack, sure. right? Uh, to Vivek Ramaswamy blowing Eminem. I, I, I don't know. I just think it's... That's what, wait, what'd you say? It's what they call, you know, you rap with the microphone. How are you? Huh? I don't, I've never heard I've never, that. I've never in my entire yes. life ever yes, heard that, Casey. Yes, you have. Cap, you're a musician. Not, not in that yes, way, Yes, no. you have. Uh, uh, yes, you're, okay, let me try to save the segment for Casey, uh, and if indeed this is her last show here with he us. He even says that in the song. Uh, it's a part of the lyrics. That's fine. He is not, Eminem, as you may guess, was not ever governed by the Federal <laughs> Communications Commission. Um, the Bill Clinton thing was in a... Uh, staged environment with professional setting and professional talk show host and wow this guy running for president has this talent and he he could be the leader in your senior band you know or whatever versus yeah some spoiled rich guy up there pretending to be Eminem. Yes, I totally understand what you're saying. All right, it is 1128. You're listening to it's been Kevin fun working Casey. with you, Casey. <laughs> 93WIBC. Good morning. It is 1134. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. All right, Casey, I have a question for you. Okay. And uh, there is no right or wrong answer to this. I'm just springing this on you. Casey has absolutely no idea I'm about to what I'm about let, to ask her. Let me just tell you how much I enjoy when you do this. Uh, I know it's your favorite part of the show, and that's uh, that's why I'm doing this. Surprise topic. Spin the wheel. All right. What's on your mind? At what point should you just maybe say... Marriage is not for me. Oh, after, well. I mean, are we get like two? Is it two? You get two cracks and then that's it. I mean, and there has to be an age too, right? Where you just say, this just isn't, I'm not good at the thing. Mm-hmm. And there's a bevy of reasons that happens and it happens to all sorts of people. Everybody, I guess, should be entitled to a practice marriage. And then, you know, you get another <laughs> another crack at Speaking it. Speaking from experience. And, uh, uh-huh. and then you, you know, you learn and then you move on, right? Mm-hmm. But after two, if you... Only if you've learned from, from the mistakes right, of the sh- first it's one. It's like anything else. Do you get to try it again. Right, absolutely. I mean, it's like okay. Di- like Diego Morales. Mm-hmm. He, ca- you know, he got fired from the Secretary of State's office. Mm-hmm. He was about to get fired again. Mm-hmm. And then, well, gosh darn it, Casey, he ends up being Secretary of State. Well, my, uh, just my, keep at it. Uh, my views on marriage are, are different, maybe from a lot of people, but I I I think you get one. Yeah. That's the way I was raised. But I'm I'm open to understand that. Why well, ask this? I ask this question because it has come out that Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. who just turned seventy years old over the weekend, the Hulkster, he is engaged again. Yeah. Now he has been married twice. How old is he? Seventy. He just turned okay. seventy years old. Okay. Brother. Yeah. And uh, 
he is now engaged again to a woman who is 45 years uh-huh. old. Well, he's got a big wallet. Well, all of Hulk Hogan's <laughs> wives slash girlfriends have basically looked exactly the same over the years. It's like Rod Stewart. It's just a newer model. It's like people who love the same car. Maybe you love a certain type of BMW or maybe you love a certain type of Lexus or Toyota or whatever. And you just, uh, my grandparents used to do this all the time. They love Toyotas and every, you know, Five to seven years, they would get a new same type of Toyota just over and over and over again. And my grandpa and grandma said, well, why would I get anything different? I know I like this this car. Don't you want a variety? No, I know this runs well. Mm-hmm. So Hulk Hogan is 70. He's getting married or engaged to a he's been married twice. The first one infamously flamed out after Hogan knows best, Linda Hogan, who he's married to and had the kids with. Then he was married to a, a woman. I think Jennifer McDaniel was her name for like 12 years. That didn't work out. And now at 70. Why? Yeah, well, that's my question. Why? At this point. Uh, my belief is that marriage is for children, not for children. It's because of the children. Yeah. You're going to marry somebody. You're going to stay in this committed relationship. And you do that uh, mostly because you're raising a family together. You're having children. If at that age, why get married? Exactly. Like if he's feeling like he wants to financially support this woman... Okay, just get a contract drawn up. Yeah, uh, I. I uh, <laughs> Which, well, well, this is I, what marriage I, is. I, well, I think th- I think this is the problem: is Hulk ends up financially supporting these people, mm-hmm. and then I I think maybe they either get rid of his, uh-huh. you know, get, reach their limit with his drama, or he with theirs, or. Uh, you know, maybe that's what happens when you marry the same type of person over mm-hmm. and, and over again. Learn that lesson. Well, so. And and he's got two grown kids. Of course, his daughter tried to be a musician, and that didn't really work out, uh, shockingly. And then his son, of course, went to prison, was in that very famous motor wreck, and and went to prison for that. And now I think he's out. And uh, she has, according to this report, three kids of her own. So can you imagine... Hey, uh, I'm uh, kids. I'm getting married, and you're going to have a new stepdad. Oh, what's he like? Oh, it's Hulk Hogan. It's Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan is your stepdad. You may have heard of him. You may have seen him before. Uh, yeah, at, at that point, why? L- by the way, just, Lin- just Linda live Clay- happily ever after. Yes. Uh, yeah. Jennifer McDaniel was the was the name of the woman he was married to before. So yeah, what? Why would you? What? Like, how does that work with Hulk Hogan being your stepdad? Do you say, nice to meet you, brother? (laughs) It's a pleasure, dude. (laughs) Do you ask to see all of his old wrestling outfits? Do you you have to wear immediately adopt? Show me the belt. Bandana and Mm -hmm. Bermuda shorts and flip-flops with a fanny pack? Is that the new Hogan clan? Doesn't say how old these kids are. I mean, she's 45 and got three kids. They can't be too old. I mean, you may have an adult kid. But it's not like... They could be 20-something. They, they, they could be. But there's a good chance she has underage kid, a underage kid or two still in the house. He has a huge, huge place in Florida, too. He's got he did. Re- I don't know. Did he lose uh, in the most recent divorce or not? Did he keep... I think he still got it. Okay. Yeah. Because I think he got the house out of the fiasco with What's-Her-Face. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that, I just thought, man, at 70... It may be time to say, I'm not very good at this. Right. And you can just, you know, if you want to cohabitate or right. whatever, that's one thing. But brother, why dude. You, why you got to make it, why you got to make it legal like that? And we love the Hulk. You know, the Hulk is the, the source of so many great 
childhood memories, and I just don't want to see Hulk unhappy. Okay, let's talk about uh, Apple. They're set to unveil their new iPhone 15 sometime this September. Oh! Uh, Rumors suggesting it's going to be more expensive than previous smartphones. Also, the 15 is going to require a newly designed charging cord port. Why do they do that? Be- to extract money from oh, you. Well, you I know, know why they do I that. I know why Come they on, do that, but, but it's frustrating. Why do they do that? So anybody who's going to upgrade is going to need to pony up new cables and new chargers. Now, is there is is the this would be a, a conversation for techie people. Look at me using the phrase. Are you techie people? Mm-hmm. Is the iPhone unveil still a big deal? I I fully acknowledge there was a time where the new iPhone was, oh my gosh, the world's going to stop. But at this point in our universe, where technology has become so advanced and there's so many different options by which you can get, maybe you can't replicate the technology, but you can get pretty darn close. And every phone has its little gizmos Mm -hmm. and features that are a little different. Is it really, it's like a television show. You know, I'm binge watching 24. Hey, season one comes out and oh my gosh, this show is incredible. We can't wait for season two. And then season two comes out and season three is fabulous. And see, by the end of season four, it's it's like, okay, yeah, I'll be watching next year. I know what an iPhone does. Yeah. Is it really that better? Apparently they've got some new battery as oh, well. Oh, well that's, that's. Don't they always though? But that's. A, that's this like, battery's better than the last battery. But that's like a cosmetic, right? I mean, it's not like there was a time where with the iPhone, oh my gosh, the camera on the, it was always the camera, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was so advanced and it was so much better. You must absolutely have this. It's a earth changer. Aren't all the cameras pretty good on most of these most of these cellular telephones mm-hmm. these days. Yeah, and well, the different sizes too, because there was a time when the iPhone was an upgrade and it was bigger. The screen was bigger, yeah. right? And then you could choose, do you want the smaller one or you want the bigger oh, one? Oh yeah, do they still do that or did they go to a, back to a universal size? Because that was a big deal when you had to choose the size of the screen you wanted and there was huge controversy about that. The only people I think that care about the unveiling of the iPhone 15 are the people who potentially could need a new phone in the near future yeah because it's, it's almost like oh i gotta have it yeah how much is it gonna cost me the only thing i need a cellular phone for is to text message make phone calls and the facebook and the twitter and the instagram <laughs> the only thing that's it and the internet and the gps Because i am terrible at taking and- pictures like when we take pictures of our daughter my wife has to do it because she is phenomenal at the picture taking because mm-hmm. she's all into the technology and that's what she does for a job i I stink at photos. Like, I'm terrible. I look at our photos, and her phone's a little bit better than mine, but I look at this like, why do I suck so much at taking photos? I'm awful at it. So I just don't, unless it's to capture the commission of a crime in real time, I just have completely given up on the whole photo industry as a collective. So all I need it for, text messaging, phone calls, and uh, the the ability to Facebook, uh-huh. Twitter, and Instagram. And Instagram, and you use your GPS. We know you don't do any banking on it. No, I do no, nothing. I do nothing on my cellular telephone. Hey, um, we, we have uh, another guest coming up in just a bit, but before we get to that. Actually, we're running very short on time. We have to get to our guest, Casey. We're very, very short on time. Did you hear that there's going to be a new Bucky's in Ohio? That's very exciting. Kevin, add that to your Ohio list, okay? A new Bucky's coming to Dayton. Oh, I'm excited. All right. All right. When we come list. when we come back, uh, there is a new organization, nonprofit here in central Indiana, and their goal is to get people to start covering local government meetings to keep you informed. They got big donations behind them. They're coming out of the gate strong. We'll have one of their members with us when we come back to tell us all about it. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 W. IBC.
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. There's a new organization out dedicated to covering local government and communities in Indiana. Let's learn about them. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. And Casey, I'm excited for this next interview because we talk about this a lot. There just are simply not enough outlets covering local governments and communities mm-hmm. to hold those people running the, the communities accountable. Anymore. Yeah. Well, we get some transparency. Yeah, you know, and one of the things we've talked about is through consolidation, through conglomerates, as as media has grown, the the local news outlets in many cases have gone by the wayside, which mm-hmm. means communities don't have newspapers, other outlets holding their local governments uh, accountable. Yeah, totally true. And with us today, this is a fabulous new group. It's called Local News for Indiana, and they are a nonprofit startup, and that is their goal: is to cover local governments and communities across central Indiana. Ari Beatty joins us now from Local News for Indiana. Ari, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me this morning. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about Local News for Indiana. It's a kind of a new thing, how it got started and what the goal is. Yes. Okay. So the, and, and it's the Indiana Local News Initiative. Yes, our website is localnewsforindiana.org. Um, so some news stakeholders um, did research in the communities with or in the state uh, with the American Journalism Project and came together and after... Um, talking to neighbors, hearing that people need something different from local news, something they can depend on, something that reflects their communities. Um, and so thus, <laughs> the Indiana Local News Initiative was born. Um, so we have a couple um, directions. So the, the main is making sure that neighbors feel reflected um, in local media and that their stories are heard, that they can count on it and trust it, as well as um, we're launching a new program to help neighbors feel a bit more empowered about local government called Indie Documenters. And that trains and pays neighbors to attend local government meetings, um, take notes, live tweet. We edit those notes, um, and they are free and accessible for the public, as well as that um, helps shape our reporting, as so, well as our work with the community. So tell us a little bit about, because obviously it's a, a nonprofit, which means you had to go out and kind of ask people who are you know uh, philanthropic in, in nature and say, hey, we're starting this. I saw where you guys had raised, I think it was like $10 million as, as a, a you know kind of seed money. How mm-hmm. did those asks go? And, and how did you approach people and why were people willing to give? Well, I'm happy to say I didn't have to ask. <laughs> um, I just was asked, uh, you know, will you accept the job as our community journalism director of Central Indiana? So um, I did not have to establish those partnerships. That was more with the American Journalism Project. Um, but my role is to really ask neighbors, what are you wanting to see from uh, local news? How how What stories do you want reflected? Um, what are you missing? So I, I'm excited that I get to lean into that piece, which I feel like is my specialty, connecting with neighbors. I'm so excited about this, Ari. So uh, a couple questions. What areas specifically in Indiana will you be covering? And what were the answers when you asked what stories do people want covered? What did they say? Yeah, so Central Indiana, um, the the initiative is statewide, but we are focused, this newsroom, in Central Indiana. Okay. Um, neighbors are really here, are, are saying, um, we want something that 
accurately reflects us. We need more. We need something different. We're tired. We're scared. Uh, we're burnt out. Um, and it's interesting hearing the same thing across na- in neighborhoods across the city. People just want something different. Mm-hmm. I first found out about you guys, by the way, Arbides, our guest. She's part of the Indiana Local News Initiative, and their goal is to bring local governments and, and community information to people. Localnewsforindiana.org is the website. I saw an ad for you guys uh, seeking out people to cover these meetings as a a side job. So let's talk a little bit about um, what you want people to do, how people can get involved if they're interested, because the more people being involved in their local governments, the better. Yes, I'm super excited to launch, uh, among many programs that I will be doing, um, indie documentaries. And so, like you said, um, we're getting neighbors involved with local government, trains and pays them to attend local public meetings that sometimes neighbors aren't in and we know decisions are made anyway. Um, and so um, it's $20 an hour for in-person meetings. We even have- Wait, um, how much? 20 an hour. Boy, yes. I'm- <laughs> yes. You've been doing it for free all this time. <laughs> So we're trying to pay, you know, take uh, take them seriously and also uh, compensate folks for their time and also, you know, help folks maybe feel empowered. Like, you know, maybe they didn't know that they had a passion to take notes and report on government meetings. Um, now, documenters won't be reporting. They'll just be taking the notes. So uh, reporting what they're hearing and we will be editing those um, and then they'll be the information will be free and accessible on documenters.org. Um, and like I said, it'll help us shape our reporting to see, well, what are what are these folks hearing? What are our documenters hearing? And how can we report on that? Yeah, we've seen more independent journalists get more and more attention. Ari, I'm, I'm, um, what is your background? So I'm a Hoosier native, Naptown native. Um, uh, my background's in journalism and really uh, grassroots community work. I uh, have done a lot in the uh, local arts community. I founded a publication called FAF Collective that focused on black and brown arts and culture. Um, I needed something to do with my journalism degree as, uh, you know, journalism jobs aren't weren't hiring as much. And so I felt a, a need to make my own way mm-hmm. after work. <laughs> and so collaborating with friends on poetry readings and um, a few friends of mine uh, co-founded the first all women's music festival and um, also my past uh, role was with Indianapolis Neighborhood Resource Center um, as neighborhood engagement director so my work has really been focused on uh, media access and telling stories and listening to neighbors and hearing what they're wanting so it's really a dream come true to do this work um, and I've really worked towards it uh, on and off the clock for the past I'd say decade so Ari one of the things I think whether you're Democrat Republican liberal conservative people feel like the government is not working for them and Casey and I've talked about this a lot over the years that, that I think because the government feels like there aren't people to hold them accountable I would guess that's one of the goals of this organization is to give people the information so they can go out, whatever they are, whatever they want their government to be, and hold them accountable to that. So I would say um, in in general about our reporting to hold – all stakeholders, everything accountable, but especially with indie documenters. And it was launched by City Bureau out of Chicago. And so documenter sites are actually, I think there are 11, including indie across the country. And so that is the goal is to uh, hold folks accountable and also make sure that neighbors are aware that people are knowing what's going on and and what questions do you, do you need to be asking when you're filling out your ballot? You know, um, we just want people to you know, have the information, like you said, be informed. Are you surprised? Do you ask people uh, how they were feeling and your answers came back scared, burnt out? You said one other thing. Were you surprised by those answers? No. You know, what's interesting is uh, I'm, I'm taking note. I'm keeping, obviously, myself out of it. 
but it's what I feel. It's I know I'm not alone, and so no, I'm not surprised. Um, I'm a mom of a, of a small toddler, so it's scary out there. As a journalist, I know how to discern and and navigate through it. But to hear what, that, what's spin and what's real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even just being scared of what is happening, whatever is happening, the world is changing fast. And so it's like, how do we help folks find a solution? Feel like okay, I feel empowered. Like okay, there's a food crisis. There's there are food deserts. How do I find food? Well, here's a list of pantries. Here's a local farmer. Here's how we plug you with resources. And that's going to be a big part of my goal as we build our newsroom and link with our reporters that'll be coming in. It'll be my goal to connect with neighbors to say, well, here is this perfect source you can talk to so we can help folks feel like they can navigate through whatever crisis is going on. Well, I hope this takes off because we need more people covering the local government meetings, whether it's Board of Zoning Appeals or Planning Commission or not just City Council or Town Council, because um, all these really important things happen there and most people have no idea what's going on or that they're even happening. So the Indiana Local News Initiative is the organization. Localnewsforindiana.org is the website. If people want to learn more, is there a better way to do that? Just go there. They can get in touch with you there, I assume. Yeah, get in touch with us. Sign up for our newsletter, our Indie Documenters Orientation. Our first one is August 24th at the Tennis Arts um, Hub at uh, 6. So if you want to register, sign up for our newsletter, and uh, we look forward to seeing you there. And you are looking for people. Come work please. with you. Yes, yes. Please reach out. We'd love to talk and just see. Even if you want don't want to be a documenter, I'm sure there's space we can find you to collaborate with us. Ari will put you to work. Ari uh, <laughs> Beatty, and again, the organization, Lo- Indiana Local News Initiative, local localnewsforindiana.org is the website. Thank you for your time and good luck with the organization. Thanks so much. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and that's going to wrap it up for us today. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening. Have a great afternoon. We'll see you back here tomorrow. It's 93 WIBC.